FC13 podcast is sponsored by Bet99. Well, hello, ball boys and girls, and welcome to It's a Team Sport, the podcast where we acknowledge that we can't do this all on our own, so we brought him back up. Today, we're taking on a special line of defense, left back for the Halifax Wonder, Colin Ganders. How are we doing today? Good. How are you guys doing? Happy to be here. Hi. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we're, we're still alive. Sure. We're still alive on this hazy evening out here, at least. Yeah, I mean, the weather, weather wasn't too great here today. Oh, really? That's Yeah. Well, at least it's uniform. At least I don't feel so bad. It's been absolutely yeah, yeah. awful today for me. Absolutely awful. I don't know if Michael got some beautiful sunshine, but Ottawa usually gets destroyed on a monthly basis by the looks of it. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. not in Ottawa at the moment, though. So. Oh, well, fine. I don't know where you are 90% of the time. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a, kind of like a mystery bag. <laughs> so, jumping into it. Obviously, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and and who you are, what you do, all that jazz? Yeah, so my name is Colin Gander. Um, I'm 22 from Kitchener, Ontario. Um, I play at the University of Guelph as a left back, and this year I was I was playing for the Halifax Wanderers in the CPL um, on a U Sports contract, and I just just recently left to come back to school. So I was playing for Halifax as a left back. Um, me, I'm not sure how many appearances I made. Maybe ten or eleven, I think I might have made. But uh I have fifteen down yeah. here. Fifteen, wow, okay. More than <laughs> I thought. But uh yeah, so I was I was playing there from around around March to, to August and now now I'm back at school, so that's what I do basically in a nutshell. Um, you mentioned you were on a uh was a U Sports contract? Yeah, so it's called like a U Sports development contract. Basically the way it works is it's just essentially you just retain your rights to, to go to school. So it's um, it's not like a full on like standard like player contract like like other players are are on because then you would lose your eligibility. So um, basically, you sign the esports contract and then you have until like August fifteenth to like decide whether you're going back to school or staying. And then and then obviously when like you make the decision that I did, then. I'm back at school and I, I retain my rights and I retain my eligibility. So it's basically, yeah, just, it allows like the players to get drafted to kind of have a choice, you know, if they want to finish school or if they want to continue pro. So, Oh, that's, I had no idea. I thought it was just, nope, you're on this team now. That's it. Too bad. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with that being said, cause that's a deep Kitchener, obviously like I live in Oshawa, so I'm familiar with Kitchener, although it's not super close. Yeah. What would be really the biggest change going from the GTA, you know, esque area all the way into Halifax? There were so many. Like, it's Halifax was kind of like a bit of a weird, weird spot because it, it had the like the Toronto like big city feel, but it didn't really have the size. You know, like it, it was kind of weird because it had like kind of like a small, the small town vibe with the with the inner city feel. So downtown, it was. I love downtown. There's so many cool restaurants, bars, like like places to to like museums, things like that along the waterfront. Um, which obviously, I, like I'm not used to in Kitchener because Kitchener is really just like <laughs> pretty basic city. Like there's nothing really too too sweet going on over here. But around the water, like the water was was beautiful. Out of my apartment, um, 
on our balcony, we could overlook the whole harbor. So like every morning, just seeing that it was nice. Um, yeah, just the downtown, like the downtown was so different. So kind of like new, fun, like really cool areas to visit. And then the water as well, which is definitely like much different experience, but positive for sure. Like I, I loved it. I love the city. So it sounds like you did really love the city. So you said you had it until um, mid-August to make a decision on if you were going back to school or staying with the club. Um, I was very impressed by you this season. So t- talk talk to us about how the process went from you deciding to go back to school, not staying with the Wanderers. And when did you know? Because is this something you had an idea of once you signed your the, the contract originally? Yeah, so when I went when I went for preseason, I, I didn't really know what what to expect, right? Because like from what I had heard going into it, like you don't necessarily need to sign a U Sports when you go as a draft pick. Like the club could just offer you like a full on SPC right away. So I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know if I was even gonna get signed. But anyways, fast forward through preseason and they did say like, you know, hey, we wanna like we wanna sign you. Like it was official, like we're gonna sign you. Um, we'll be in, like, we'll work it out, work out the details in a couple of days. And then, uh, I was on the phone with a sporting director, uh, Matt Fagan, and he said, like, we're going to offer you a youth sports contract that way, you know, you, you kind of keep the power. It's, it's better for you because that way you can decide, right? Like if you want to go back to school, you have that decision. And at the same time, like, you know, if, if it's mutual, like the, both the club and you want, want you to stay, then we can discuss that. Um, and then the season went on. Um, I started playing, I started getting decent minutes. Like I was, I was performing well. And then I want to say maybe around July, like maybe mid July, early July, um, the club approached me and we're like, you know, is there any possibility of staying like extending till October to the end of the season? Um, all that. And then it was essentially kind of some negotiations, but the club was so good about it. Cause they, they knew like they had my best interest in mind. Like they knew that I was close to finishing school. They knew that, um, the best option probably was for me to go back and they didn't really put like, you know, any pressure on me to like make a decision a certain way. They just, they just wanted what was best for me. So, um, there was a lot of like negotiating and then eventually I just decided like to go back to school. Um, like I was speaking to you earlier, just cause I just felt like, you know, I, I've already done three years. I have one year left. I can graduate this year. Like, um, so I thought, you know, might as well just go back, bang it out. I got one more year and then, and then we'll see what happens after if, if the Wanderers is in my future, then that'd be amazing. If it's not, then who knows, like what other opportunities will, will come up. But, um, just thought that was the best option. Like just might as well go bang it out and, and just finish. And then the club was super supportive of that for me all the way through. And then here we are. Now I'm back at Guelph. <laughs> yeah. Long road. So, I mean, obviously that's, that's awesome. Cause what, I know this is a question that uh, Michael was thinking of too. Was what what major really are you taking? Yeah, so I'm I'm an economics major right now. Um, I'm looking to switch to marketing, but it's kind of a long process. So I, I might I might do that next year, depending on on how this year goes. But I'm in economics right now, and I'm about I'm about like a year and a half from finishing school. So that's awesome, and I don't think anyone can really blame you to go back and finish that, right? Because you never know one game. One bad injury, you're left almost, especially with you being so young and in your first professional season. I don't think anyone can blame you for going back. Um, exactly. Something, something I'm uh, curious about is the actual U draft itself. Um, it's only two rounds. Uh, I think it's 16 picks. 
So yeah. obviously it's not as big as something like the NHL or NFL draft. So did you know you were being looked at? Did you know you were going to get picked? Was it specifically the Wanderers you knew that was looking at you? Talk us about the draft process. No idea. I went in completely in the dark until about <laughs> until about the day before I, I was told um, that I, that I was going to get drafted, and I, I, even then I wasn't even told I wasn't even told who was going to draft me. So like you kind of you kind of go in in the dark. Like I'm not sure how other other players experienced it because other players I didn't have an agent at the time, which I'm sure if I did have an agent I might have known a bit earlier. So I'm I'm sure certain players like knew and things like that, but I was just going in completely in the dark. Like I declared. Um, didn't really hear much. I heard that like there was a, like I might have like gotten drafted. Like the league was looking at me, um, and then I found out the day before that I went 11th overall. But the person who told me didn't tell me who because he wanted to keep it as a surprise. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> and Ta-da. then uh, so the amount like the amount of build up like the the nerves that that night. I could it was like Christmas. I couldn't sleep the night before. Oh, I bet. Um, and then. Yeah, so then I just I just turned it on in the living room, like the YouTube stream. I was there with my family, um, and my girlfriend, and then just saw it. Uh, we were waiting. It was such a long like wait though, because we had to wait all the way to the eleventh pick. So it took like like probably like thirty, forty minutes of just just pure anxiety. And then and I see Christian Jack. And here we are, we're like to the Halifax Wanderers, the eleventh pick, and then I knew. And then I saw Stephen call my name, and it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Mike. I knew nothing. I knew like basically nothing going into it. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like you play that whole season with the the Guelph University, and you have no idea. Like, I'm sure you knew there were scouts there, but I guess you didn't know to the what extent, right? Yeah. So it was funny because I didn't know. Kind of, I knew that at nationals I performed well, and in my mind I was just thinking, you know, like like the big games, like OUA final, things like that. Like if I perform, then obviously like people will look at me, and then I knew that U Sports was like the nationals was going to be a big one. But once I got there. Um, the former like Halifax assistant coach, who he's now the head coach of the U23s and the head coach of St. Mary's University, who we played in the very first round of nationals. His name is Mizut. Um, he like so he's obviously very close to Stephen because he was assistant coach for the first couple of years, and then he told me that after that SMU game in that nationals, he like called Stephen and said like you need to draft Colin Gander on Guelph, which I never knew that until I got to Halifax and he told me that. So like I had no idea that like I had no idea that the coach of SMU like was affiliated with any CPL team, nothing. Like I, I had no idea. But that's that a, like a, a that's cool quite story. the like, like carpet sweep out if you like, oh yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny. With, like I was kinda like in shock. I was like, Oh, like <laughs> really? Like <laughs> that's crazy. Like, thank you. Would have said something earlier, would have been nice, but thanks. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. So jumping in there. Um, so you obviously got like, you've been playing a while, a long time. And I mean, that's obviously a career that we kind of want to do. We have, you know, our economics marketing thing, but it's a really a club as a, as a child that you kind of idolize. Like if you were handed a contract right now, um, that'd be like just the dream kind of stepping stone or. Yeah. Well, not so, not so much anymore. Like, I guess you call me a fake fan, but. For like a good like five six years, when I was when I was like ten or eleven, it was West Ham United. Because um, when I was twelve, I I went over there like with an international camp, and we trained with the academy, and um, we got to play against the academy, and we saw a, a game live, and that was like obviously my first like English Premier League game or any game like European like 
that was my first professional game other than watching like TFC play. Um, and it was just crazy. Like the bubbles anthem, like with the bubbles all over the stadium, like I just fell in love. And like from that moment, it was like, it's my favorite team. Like I love this team. And then I, I used to watch them all the time, but then I don't know. When I got busy with soccer and things like that. I kind of started slacking, but, um, that I'm was the sh- team. Like your coach, I'm sure is much happier that you're training and doing things instead of just sitting there watching the game at seven yeah, o'clock in yeah, the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say you're more of an MLS fan then than maybe sort of overseas? Yeah, probably now. Like I've always been a big Toronto FC fan because I, I played for their academy for, for about six years. Like that was kind of my whole upbringing. So I, I always have like a place in my heart for them. TFC um, three had a, like a bomb logo. I had one of the best TFC logos. Their TFC academy. Yeah, the the, the eagle there. Oh, it was the the falcon. It was the coolest. Yeah, thing. yeah. And we had it like the big, like the big sign, like in the facility too. It was so cool. Like, yeah, that was, that was a good experience. But yeah, so I think like MLS wise, it would definitely be BTFC. It was cool to play them as well in the, in the Canadian championship. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it comes full circle at that point. Yeah, I'm a massive TFC supporter. So watching that game, I was like, we're going to lose. We're losing. This is, we're going to, we're going to get our ass kicked. Oh my God. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but I, I thought we deserved like to win that game it was pretty 50 50 but i think you definitely deserve at least to get the tough loss 100 so picking your numbers would you would you say like obviously with 30 having that is there a significance to that sort of kit number or, or are you just kind of one of the players who's like eh, whatever number comes my way yeah it's kind of an interesting story so like at guelph obviously I'm, I'm number three um when i played for tfd I, i'm number three i was kind of always number three just because i was with that fact like when I was a kid, I used to be, I used to love number seven because of David Beckham. But as I grew older, I realized, you know, I'm a left back. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing number seven. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, when I got signed and they just gave me the list of numbers that were available, I thought, you know, none usually stick out to me. I was like, yeah, number three, I'll just stick a zero on the end, be number 30. <laughs> Good enough. Like, it's not like an eyesore. Like, it's a decent number to look at. Like, thought, you know, whatever. Good enough for me. You don't want to do one of so, those random, like, 98 and throw the whole thing out of loop yeah i don't know i was kind of thinking about that but a couple guys in the team were like nah like you gotta go as low as possible so i was like yeah you know screw it i'll just go i'll go 30 at that point like i didn't even really care like any number could have been on the back i was just like so happy to like be signed like could have given me 99 or something like i wouldn't have really cared (laughs) so you you said the guys on the team told you to go lower so is that is that kind of like a uh I don't even know what you would call that. Is it kind of like bad luck to go higher or kind of respecting? What's I don't up? know. I think it's kind of just like, I think it's kind of known in the game that like the lower number you have, like maybe, maybe the better you are, or like the more like prestige or like hierarchy you yeah, have. Cause sense. you know, like obviously like the starting 11 has the numbers, right? Like the, like the six, the eight, the 10, like things like that. Right. So obviously like usually like the top players on each team like have that number right so i think it's just kind of a thing like in the game you could ask anyone like yeah, lower is better. Sure. yeah yeah absolutely well i mean we're gonna go to a quick break so obviously guys if you're paying attention don't go anywhere uh if you do we'll find you and hunt you down but we'll be back in just a second fc 13 podcast is sponsored by bet 99 Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino. They offer in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and the MLB. 
Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. And the Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds are hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Remember to use our code 13thmansports1, but please gamble responsibly. 19 plus, play responsibly. Available to persons in Ontario only. Subject to successful AGCO registration and execution of an operation agreement with iGambling Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. And now, back to the show. So welcome back to the FC 13 podcast. I'm so happy you guys decided to stick around because like I said, we'd find you otherwise. Colin Ganders, thank you so much again for being here. So now we're really going to be hitting in the super hard hitting questions. And one of the thing I know a lot of people are really kind of wondering are chicken wing drums or chicken wing flats? Chicken wing flats has to be. <laughs> not even not even a question, man. Not even a question. Here I, ha- here I was fucking... I, I, feel like that's not, I feel like that's not an unpopular opinion, too. I feel like most people would say flat. Am I, I wrong? Jordan right? Haynes went drums. Didn't, didn't he, Andre? Haynes he went did, drums? Yeah. 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 Maybe the drums have too East much, Coast like, thing. cartilage and stuff. I don't I don't like it. Like, it's too much stuff that, like, you just got to spit out, you know? The the, the flats are easy. Fair the most enough. contentious I mean, issue on the market right now. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will get an answer by the time FC 13 shuts down. We will have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, is there a player either you played with or played against that doesn't get enough credit, in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think Andre Rampersdale, I think, well, obviously, within the league, he, he gets a lot of credit, but I think, you know, he could be playing, like, like an MLS or, or at a higher level. I think... Oh, for sure. That guy, like, when you... Like, he's kind of, like, he kind of, I guess, doesn't really go under the radar, but at the same time, he does go under the radar because he's just there every game. He's so consistent. You know, he just does his thing and like it's kind of just expected and no one really talks about him. But that guy, like any situation, like when you're in trouble, you give him the ball and he gets out of it. Like I literally be on the field with this guy and I just be thinking like, wow, like, like I just be in shock sometimes. Be like how, Good like how did this guy, yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's like the perfect captain. He's so supportive. Like he, he took me, like me and all the new guys, like under our wing, like from the first day, he's just oh, so good for Like in every way, in every way, he's just like, so impressive, you know, like mm-hmm. that would definitely be my answer, like right off the top of my head. Oh, that's that was, a good answer, honestly. It was a quick one, too. So with that being, say, say you get signed again and you go for like a really long term contract, you go around two big clubs and decide to retire at like 35. Is it something where you'd want to maybe jump back into your major or would you want to do something in like management if given the opportunity? Yeah, I think. I've kind of thought about this before. I think I would want like to stay around the game. I don't think, I don't think I like, I could, like I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just in my nature at this point. I don't know if I like what I would do without the game. Um, but I think, I think I would want to stay in the game in some form, like maybe start, maybe start a club, like, a, like a, just like a local club or like an academy or something, or even just like maybe begin taking some coaching courses, even like coaching, like coaching university, I think would be fun. Like a U sports, like a U sports school. Mm-hmm. 
I think because our, our coach at Guelph, Justin Springer, he's he's very young and he he played at Guelph and then played for York Nine in the first year. Um, and now he's like the associate head coach of, of Guelph. So he's he's kind of done that route. And I think that like appeals to me as well. If I could choose, I think it would probably be like a university, a university coaching level. Mm. That's awesome. And a lot of fans love when players stick around, right? Because it shows how much you yeah. are just in love with the game itself. Yeah. Which brings me to the next question. Uh, what's your go-to beer? <laughs> Recently, disclaimer, I don't drink often. Just got to throw that out there. But when I when I do, when I'm just having like a summer drink with the boys or something, it's, I mean, in the summer, it's kind of no-brainer. It has to be Corona, I think. But, oh, 100%. Um, I don't know. Like, like, pers- like my personal choice, I, I like seltzers a lot. <laughs> so, like, if I'm just like, like going on a night out or something I'll, I'll usually drink it's called uh socialite i'm not sure if they have those out i guess you would have them because you're in you're in ottawa but i know in halifax they didn't have them yeah that's that's unfortunate because those are delicious yeah they're like by far the best i think by far i mean nothing comes close caught there's cottage i think it's called for cottage something i, I that's cottage up there springs. cottage springs that's what it is it's cottage yeah. something so I still, I still think socialite pops it though <laughs> A big socialite ambassador. <laughs> Sponsors. They're not getting a sponsor up, yeah. man. Let's go. Yeah. We'll just start sending them emails. We won't stop. So yeah. being that you were in Halifax, I have to know, would you go with a Donaire or a Shawarma? Yeah, I don't know if this is a crime, but I, I haven't even I haven't tried a Donaire yet. <laughs> oh no. Uh, it's okay. Neither have I. It's all right. I don't know, like I mean Shawarma is kind of my go to. Like there's this place in, in Halifax called Meza. Which whenever, like, usually I just cook, but whenever I was lazy or something after a game or, like, I just didn't feel like cooking, like, I go home late, I would order Meza, which is kind of like shawarma. Like, I just get a shawarma wrap. So, I have to say shawarma just because I've never tried Donaire. And, like, honestly, I feel like this might be a bold opinion, but I feel like I would still go with shawarma even if I did try Donaire. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Don't worry, I'll cut that part out before it gets released. We'll do it like a Halifax yeah. special. We'll just cut that whole question right out. <laughs> So what you're saying is when you lose and you don't want to cook because you're mad, you would go get shawarma. That was your comfort food. Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. Smooth it over. Um, Maybe a little bit more on the serious side, though, but when you you do finish your year of college, are you lucky to go back into the CPL or would you maybe go through a different option like uh, USL or even try overseas? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Honestly, like to be honest, I haven't really thought that far ahead. Like, I'm kind of trying to stay in the moment because, like, the CPL season is so like it's so long, and I was only there for like three, qu- like two thirds of it. But no, for sure. Um, now that I've come back, like the OUA season is short too, so it's gonna go by so quick, and then I'm kind of gonna have to like think of that, right? Like, well, you know what now? But um, spoke to Halifax, like. The idea is, is up in the air for me for me to come back. We don't I don't know for sure like what's going to happen. That's something we have to talk about um, later on. I'd love to come back, um, but I think if I if I had to choose, I would go back to Halifax without, without a doubt. Like I I love the club, I love the city. Like awesome. they were so good to me. So yeah, I think it's kind of like a no brainer. I'll, I'll go right back to Halifax. That's awesome. We all like loyalty. No. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and it's clubs, so you'll move around. It's just the nature of the game. When, although yeah. I, I have to know, as as someone who's a big video gamer and I love FIFA and I love just getting angry at myself for loving FIFA, I don't know if you're a player or not. 
I used to play FIFA like all the time back in the prime, like FIFA 14, 15 like days. I used to play Ultimate Team in my basement and on my Xbox 360. And man, that would like bring some emotions out of me. But after that, I, I kind of stopped playing. So would you pick any of your teammates, either in Guelph or Halifax, to try to go with you and, you know, like as backup? Or, or are any of them you want to call out for being absolutely awful at it? At FIFA? Yeah. I don't even know. Have I? I don't think I've even played FIFA with my Guelph guys or the Halifax guys, but, um, hmm. I don't know. Actually, no, that's a lie. I played, I played in, in our room once with, on Halifax with Ryan Robinson. Uh, and my other friend, his name, his name is Lewis Guy. He plays at, at St. FX in AUS. And all I got to say is, is Lewis was pretty trash. So, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I would, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lewis like absolutely slapped me. So, uh, like six nothing, he mercy mercy me. So I think I'd have to take Lewis as my backup in, in a FIFA tournament for sure. I think we could win it all. That's that's a good one. FIFA tournaments, I feel like, are always a good locker room, fun piss take type thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I agree. Or like yeah. away trips, like hotels, things like that. Oh, so you guys aren't a Fortnite type of team, staying up in the hotel all night playing Fortnite? Oh, I was playing all year. I was playing Fortnite with my with my roommate <laughs> Ryan Robinson. We we play Fortnite all the time. As soon as we get home from training, we'll eat. Oh, beauty! Hang out a couple hours of Fortnite. <laughs> we'll have to get him on here, Dan, to see uh, see if he agrees with you on who's the worst. Then I think we'll have to get him on here. Are you better at Fortnite, or is he better? No, he's he's definitely better at Fortnite. He he, okay. he played a lot. Like he used to play on PC, so he's got those those skills. But yeah, he's definitely. I'm not bad. You know, I'll give myself credit. I'm probably an average Fortnite player, but Ryan's really good. So he carries carries the duos. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. I ha- I haven't played a ton, and my brother's kids play obsessively, and they beat me one time. And since then, I'm not going to play around them because that was just yeah, that was embarrassing. They're like ten, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> you're not going to shut up for this for like six years. I swear to God. Yeah. With with that kind of going back. And this is this is something I personally like to know, just because the CPL has, in my opinion, one of the ugliest trophies, like ugliest I've ever seen with that stupid glass plate. What would mm-hmm. be your opinion, the ugliest football trophy, but then also the most gorgeous trophy? Um, most gorgeous, I think, has to be Champions League trophy. And then... The ugliest? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm, I guess the CPL one kind of took away community shield. So it's nothing like crazy, but at the same time, I feel like it's kind of unique. So I don't know if I would say that it's like the ugliest, but Carabao Cup is just like a little tiny little like dish, isn't it? It's basically like a little. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So I, totally. I, have to, I have to go with the Carabao Cup. I think the Champions League one is nice. The MLS Cup is really nice too. Like with the way the handles, the way they like twist. So probably MLS or, or Champions League is the nicest. Carabao Cup is the ugliest. So you, hard um, to win, and yet so just disappointing when they left it. Yeah, I know. You you get all the way there, you win it, and then you, they give you the trophy. Like, hey, what is this? <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Uh, would you say you're a jersey collector? I used to be. I have a lot of jerseys up in my room, but they're all like kid sizes. I, I don't really anymore. No. Do you have any uh, cool jerseys of someone you played against, maybe? No, that's the thing. I regret it. Like, when I played against TFC um, in the championship, a bunch of my, my buddies that I grew up in the academy with were playing. 
So I wanted to switch a jersey with one of them, but like after the game, I didn't even think of it, and I regretted it after. But I literally have no like I have no game jerseys from from oh, anyone. Wow. Like, yeah, I didn't swap a single jersey. I don't know why, but well, maybe it was watching- my first year as a pro. I was like naive. I didn't really know like mm-hmm. how I, to I go about this, it. But. Uh, I was watching this thing on uh, the Premier League channel on uh, Fubu, and they were talking. I can't remember what player it was, but they were they were talking to me. He goes, "Oh, as a as your first year kid, you don't ask for jerseys. You have to get someone to ask for you almost." Yeah, probably. Honestly, like if I had to go about it, I'd probably be a little timid. Like I could imagine, like I went and asked like Bradley for his jersey or something. He'd probably like, like, who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I just never really thought about it after the games. I feel like you're so like in the zone, and then after the game, you kind of like, like every you kind of take a depth, like a breath, and like let loose, and you don't really think about that. But I mean, I'm sure Bradley of all players would have been like, yeah, no problem, because I don't feel like he's the one that people walk up to. It's always. Toronto always has that one guy, that one guy that everyone tries yeah, to find Yeah, that's the over. thing. Like, when we played them, I guess Bradley was probably, I guess maybe a story, but I think Bradley's probably the most, like, high-profile guy because Pazuelo didn't play. Um, that's just what, like, comes to mind is, like, like who I would ask for, like, a jersey mm-hmm. from. You know, he was kind of like Michael Bradley, you know? Like, when I was at the academy and he signed, everyone was like, like, holy, like, Michael Bradley. Like, <laughs> And then I was playing, I think it was weird. I mean, you get to play against people that you see and look up to, and that's that's kind of one of the most exciting things that's that's really coming up with promotion relegation and League One and and League One Canada and everything going on. Yeah. So if you were to open up a CPL team, because I know you had mentioned that you'd love to open up a team, if you were given the opportunity to open a CPL team, where would you put it, and what would you call it? Kitchener. So <laughs> I thought it was before. I remember. I remember when the CPL was first starting. There was a bunch of leaks and rumors that. KW was going to get a team. Um, I'm not sure like how true those were, but I think I think they were called like Grand River SC or something because like the Grand River runs through all of Kitchener. It's kind of like like our main river, like for whatever activities. So I do it in Kitchener. I have the stadium downtown at Victoria Park. There's like a nice like green land. Whenever I'm there, I think about it. There's nice like little green land there that'd be perfect for the stadium that has nothing like used right now. And I and I call it Grand River FC or SC whatever. Grand River FC, I guess. But it's perfect. Really thought about this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I thought about it. Uh, it's part of the fun, like, especially with a new league. Everyone's speculating new teams. Where are they coming? Where are they coming? So I don't blame it. We all do yeah. it in our own manga. Yeah. But I think I think it's it's nice to see. I always like asking that one because it's there's so many different places and it's always nice to see do people go for their hometown. Do they want to go somewhere different? I mean, I grew up in small, small towns. So, like, mm-hmm. the thought of even having anything bigger than grassroots there is cool. But just when the town's 600 people and there's not a street light, it's just not It's not feasible. Yeah, it's just, like, not feasible, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Oshawa, Oshawa doesn't deserve one. Um, It just doesn't. It, it needs to clean up its act yeah. before it gets something nice like that. Speaking yeah, of something nice, we're going to go on to our game. We call it Penalty Quiz Out. Some people call okay. it gaslighting the game. Basically, what we're going to do is we ask a series of questions, one to five. One question, like the first question is worth one point. Second is worth two. Three is worth three. In this case, we're going a little bit of a shorter version because it's obviously the guest episode. You and Michael are going to go head to head on the Halifax Wanderer York game that ended in 4-2. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask a question. You can steal the answer totally if you want. And then whoever has the most points at the end wins. Now, they can be about anything, the game, in the game, outside of the game. You'll get the idea kind of as it goes. 
We're going to metaphorically okay. flip the coin, and we're going to make Michael go first, just because, you know, we like watching him suffer just the littlest bit. So, Michael, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. So, in the game, who scored first, team and person? Oh, fuck. This game was, what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go with uh, DeRosio for York. And Colin, what do you think? It was for sure York, and it was either, I think it was DiRosario as well. So it was actually Jordan Wilson. Oh, shit, he oh, scores. Oh, yeah, yeah, he scored, yeah, he scored a <laughs> header off the free kick. That was, yeah, that was the first goal. Oh, okay, damn. Uh, he actually scored, like, what, two games ago as well, man? Like, oh, he's yeah, I think them. he scored recently. He yeah, scored he headers, man. That was, it was great. It was an easy question, because I was like, oh, wow, okay. That's not at all who most people think. So, you know what, I'll both give you a point, because you got the York... And we both went with the same answer, so we'll okay. give you both one point on yeah. that one. There so, we go. Colin, now you're going to go first on this one, and this one you should really okay. kind of know a little bit better. What formation was Halifax in? 4-3-3. Michael? The confidence in that answer, and I'll be stupid not to steal that answer. 4-3-3. <laughs> you sick brick. And that's why this game sometimes not always... <laughs> that's why it works. Absolutely. It was a 4-3-3. So we're both on three points. So now... This is the final one. Traditionally, our third question is not super hard, but because we're doing this, we like to do throw the hard one in there. Michael, you're going okay. first. Feel free, Colin, mm-hmm. to steal the answer. Michael, how many patio umbrellas in total were there on both sides? Oh, shit. Okay, hold up. Where, where was the game? Was that in York or was that in Halifax? Well, you, you knew. Can't, that you, can't be a question you, you asked. knew what game. You knew what oh, okay, game okay, you were doing. Hold up. I got this. Hold up. I'm going to go with five. Okay. Wait, like patio umbrella? Yeah, so at the table, patio umbrella comes up. Okay. Definitely more than five. I'm going to say, so all the patio umbrellas are behind each net. So I'm going to say like 20? Shit, it was 24. And with a very commanding final question... Colin absolutely wins. That was, yeah, that was that was a that was a blowout there, Michael. I'm sorry on that last. You know, one. You know, you know what I was thinking there though was the uh, I was thinking of Pacific's Arena because they have um, tents behind there, and that was the closest thing that came to mind. So I'm like, fuck, I don't know yeah. why. That's, yeah, well, Halifax is like the way it goes is like behind both nets is just basically just open like patio, like high top, like picnic mm-hmm. tables and stuff, which so, is the coolest thing. I knew it. I knew it had to be like at least twenty. Yeah, it was, it was, it's pain. Some of our questions here, we painstakingly have to sit there and count stupid little things for questions. <laughs> yeah. So it, it can be, it can be a bit ridiculous at times, but I mean, I personally think Halifax stadium has one of the nicest and most atmospheric stadiums in CPL. So like 100%. seeing those there just shows kind of like the fan interaction that you get. Cause they are quite close to the field itself. So they're very close. Yeah. I, I mean, like you're, Spit and distance easily, and Michael will probably go back and watch the game and be like, "Shit, okay, that's where they are." Nah, I'll be yeah. watching the next home game and <laughs> want to shoot myself, you know. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I mean I do watch. I do love watching a Halifax home crowd, even though I'm from Ottawa. They they may they put us to shame. Still a few still a few games left. I'm sure there's lots of times for uh, revenge and lots more years to come. But I think that's actually going to be about it for us, Colin. I really want to thank you for coming on. Um, of course. Thanks for having me. It's been an absolute blast. With that being said, do you have any social media you want to shout out? Do you have anything you want to shout out? Sure. I, I guess I'll 
shamelessly plug my Instagram. Uh, it's just at Colin Gander. That's pretty much it. Perfect. Don't really use much social media other than that. So. No, I mean, guys, if you want to go follow and, and spam him with questions that are just nonsense, feel free. No, I'm kidding. Please don't bug him. But from <laughs> everyone here at FC13 Podcast, I really want to thank you for coming on. Uh, make sure to be checking out, obviously, the CPL there. A lot, we're really close to the end of the season. And make sure to check out, too, your local university teams because there could actually be some really, really fun, contentious matches coming up. So if you have one in your area, make sure to go and check it out and follow us on FC13 Podcast. Michael, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at McCall Me Michael on Twitter and Instagram. And I also just want to say, Colin, uh, at the end of the year, when Ottawa offers you a contract, accept it, and I'll be the first one to greet you at the airport. Tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. <laughs> you heard it here, for you heard it here, folks. Folks, wow, it's okay. I can't talk. I talk for a living. It's all right. Uh, and I'm at the Andre McRae. So make sure to be checking out. We have a lot of different articles that come out on 13th Man Sports that you can check out. A lot of opinion pieces, upcoming news, and stuff that's going on in and around the league and lower leagues you don't normally find on bigger news sources. So thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. We really loved having you and can't wait until next time. And remember, listening to the FC 13 podcast is like trying to watch football through a microwave. (laughs) 